0: Open your Bibles with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. To open the worship of God for this day. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. There's a verse in this chapter that I often quote to you with great joy, where we are told that we are bound to always give thanks to God. It's the 13th verse because God has loved us and has chosen from the beginning that we would believe the truth by sanctifying us through His Spirit. But before we get to that verse, I would like to read the first three verses of this chapter and point out to you a couple of verses in this chapter and maybe one or two in the next that tell us how thankful we ought to be for the truth that God has revealed to us. Beginning at verse 1 of Second Thessalonians 2, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. This is the warning of these first two and a half verses that the Apostle is aware of efforts made to overthrow the truth. And those efforts made to overthrow the truth include a spirit. There is more than one spirit in the world, like there is more than one Jesus and one gospel, according to Second Corinthians 11. Right. And so he says in that second verse, don't let a spirit move you, nor by word. It doesn't matter what opinions are floating around and what others are saying and what's being preached in other circles or by other men nor by letter as from us. Forged epistles in the names of Paul and his fellow laborers. Don't let anything move you. The apostle, though he was the apostle of the Gentiles and Jesus Christ's right-hand man for us Gentiles, said some pretty amazing things about his own ministry. Here he said it, if you get a letter that's got my signature at the bottom of it, but it says anything different than what I'm telling you right now, ignore it. He said in Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 through 9, If we, meaning I and any of my fellow laborers, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have already preached unto you, let them be accursed. If I ever preach anything different to you than what I have already preached to you, let me be accursed, Paul said. Here the warning is about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Thessalonians were being moved that Jesus' appearing was imminent. It could happen at any time. And he's pointing out that that is not the case, that there has to come a great falling away first, and then the man of sin be revealed, and only then can the Lord Jesus Christ return. My point from these verses are, his beseeching us that we not be shaken, troubled by a spirit, by the words of others, or even by forged epistles, but that we would hold fast to apostolic doctrine and tradition. Right. And then verses 9 through 12 are familiar verses. They should be to all of you, because this is where the Lord Jesus Christ says in verses 9 through 12 that he will send strong delusion on those who do not lay hold of the truth and appreciate it so that they all might be damned that believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. He'll send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And then in the contrast of those verses that I've just shown you, we have the 13th, but we are bound to give thanks because God has loved us from the beginning and chosen us and shown us His truth. Amen. And so we should be thankful for it. However, there comes with truth, along with thanksgiving and a burden to be thankful, because we're bound to give thanks always. there comes a burden to defend it. And that is the 15th verse. And I love this 15th verse because we do believe in tradition. We believe in tradition very strongly. We believe in tradition so strongly that if the Apostle Paul were to appear or we were to hear God's voice from heaven in the presence of Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, we would not believe either. Because we have a more sure word of prophecy. Verse 15, Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Stand fastened, permanent, never moving, never letting go, buying the truth and never selling it, and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Whether I preached it to you in person, or my fellow laborers preached it to you in person, or whether I wrote it to you in an epistle, hold those things, have them fastened in your grip, never let them go, and never move from them. That's the conclusion of the chapter thus far. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions. That's what we want to do. Some would say, well, those are the fundamentals of the faith. When you're dealing with the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're dealing with one of the top two, five, seven doctrines of the whole Bible. So the apostle goes on in the third chapter to point out what kind of doctrinal differences that he has in mind. And he tells us in verse 6 of chapter 3, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received of us. Same same line of thinking from verse 3 and 2 and verse 15. And then let's read verse 14 of chapter 3. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. The error in chapter three that is found between verses six and fourteen is the error of not having a Christian work ethic. Right. They, they, they were lazy Thessalonians who were not out working like they should. And so the apostle said, if a man would not work, neither should he eat. The issue is a bad work ethic as a Christian in chapter three, which shows us that this Determination to stand for the truth and to defend it and to separate over it extends from things like the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and its timing to the work ethic of a Christian in his daily life. And I hope that you understand that and that's where we want to stand as a church. We are thankful for God showing us the truth about the second coming of Jesus Christ. You are in what, you are in a minority less than 1% of nominal Christians that understand 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And you also have been taught a Christian work ethic that is covered in chapter 3. We've been shown that truth. Lord, help us to be faithful to it. Not only to believe these things, but also to defend them, and also, as these verses tell us, to separate over them. We don't want to separate from anyone unless they have chosen to go contrary to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't like differences. We wish we were all unified against the rest of the world and that there were no divisions or schisms in the body, uh, the nominal body of Christ. Right. But if they choose to go against the doctrine of God, then we shall separate from them and we shall follow the Holy Scriptures as He has shown them to us. Right. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. And hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Not the word of others, but the word of the apostle and those that taught his same gospel. Let us hold those things fast. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these and other things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that we might, by grace and mercy, be called the babes of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for humbling us and showing us the way of righteousness and truth, And we pray that by your almighty power and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God that you will keep us in that way of righteousness and in the way of truth. Let nothing, whether word or false epistles or false Bible translations or spirits, move us from apostolic tradition. Let us not be afraid of that word because the charismatics have abused it, but let us hold fast to what the apostles taught by word and deed recorded for us in the pages of the New Testament. We bless and we praise Thee this day, Holy Father, that Thou hast had such mercy upon us and hast loved us from the beginning and chosen us to salvation from error, lies, delusion, and damnation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. We bless and praise Your holy name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We ourselves are full of envy and malice, hateful and hating one another, and lovers of lies as much by nature as the children of wrath. But we thank thee that thou hast spoken the word and has shined the light of the gospel into our hearts, whereby we have cried, Abba, Father, by the influence of your powerful spirit. O Lord, continue to bless us and lead us. We give this day to thee. It is the Lord's day. It belongs to thee. It belongs to our risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank thee that you sent him for us. We thank thee that he willingly laid down his life on our behalf as the good shepherd of the sheep. And we thank thee that he was raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sits at thy right hand, ever living to make intercession for us. Amen. We thank Thee for Him, Lord. And we pray that this day we will be faithful to Him in all that we do and say. Let our singing, let our praying, many prayers have already been offered, let our fellowship, the preaching of Thy Word, the rehearsal of Your blessing upon our recent travels, let all of it redound the glory of the blessed God of heaven and His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins, the hope of everlasting life, the coming of the Savior to redeem us from this world and to redeem the purchased possession of our physical bodies. We thank thee for a Christian work ethic taught in the word of God that we can also follow. And Heavenly Father, we pray that we would not slip nor fail in any aspect of our religion, but that you would lift us up by your mighty power and lead us that we would fulfill every commandment and precept that you have put before us. Our flesh, Heavenly Father, is very weak, but our spirits indeed are willing. O Lord, be thou with us and save us from our flesh. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Preserve our nation. Bless your churches and saints. Grant increase from the word sown and watered in recent days and be with us in this assembly. We lift up our hearts, in them we make a melody, and we shall form that singing with our lips, and teach and admonish one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Receive our worship now, under the precious blood, and the sanctifying grace, of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of our God. Have mercy, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.